Hello and welcome to Breaking Late, a motorsports podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and with me, as always, birthday boy, JD. How's it going? Thanks, mate. Thank you. Thanks for the birthday wishes there. And oh, it's also Craig Lowndes' birthday too, so happy birthday, Craig. Yeah, happy birthday to Craig and my niece as well. We're all on the same day. Um, no, I'm, I'm really good, mate. Yeah, we just had a really good weekend down at Hidden Valley. Um, got to watch some great racing, bit of argy-bargy in the in the V8s in the Career Cup there. I, I'm not sure if uh, anyone told the boys how much the cars they were reckon were worth. Those Porsches were worse than the V8s during the race. It was getting a bit ridiculous. Uh, there was a bit of payback here and there. I, I really enjoyed the weekend. It was good to see a couple of lap records getting broken and, and stuff like that. It was a, the, a really the track enjoyable. generally looked quick this weekend. Yeah, the, they were really putting down some quick times. It looked a bit slippery in a few of the sessions, but yet they were somehow managing record times. So they, they all seemed to be struggling for rear end grip and um i don't think they, any of the teams really really uh fixed that problem by the end of the weekend but no yeah. and i don't think any of the teams really expected nissan to come out of the blocks just flying they were quick they were quick they were quick in practice as well as um look they took fastest uh time in practice one yeah and rick kelly was like just off Jamie Wincup in practice too as well. Yeah, it was really, really impressive. Um, a really good showing from them. And it's something, it's starting to be more common with them actually. They were pretty quick winter as well. And um, I'm looking forward to it. Someone's got to take it to Red Bull and that. And uh, if we can have, uh, you know, three or four top teams, it's going to make for some really tight racing. What do you think of the weekend, Michael? Um, the weekend as a whole was just Great. I was a little surprised to find out the numbers were slightly down on last year's visitors to the track. But yeah, it was just it was just so good to get down there, actually be at a round, witnessing everything. We were there for the three days. We found a really nice spot up on top of the hill, watched the track. It was uh, just, it's a shame it's over. It, it seemed like it takes forever to get here. And then I, we had a meet and greet with the drivers on the Wednesday and that was that was really good. And I was like so excited and they're like, oh, only a couple of days to go. And next thing you know, it's Sunday night and we're heading home on the bus and it's done. We've got to wait another 12 months. Don't make it sound too depressing. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm upset. <laughs> it, no, it's it's a weekend I look forward to every year. And just hearing that, that backfire on, that, on gear change and the ignition cut gets my heart pumping. So every year I look forward to it and uh, I really enjoyed this weekend again. It was good to see some new people up in the the top ten and stuff like that, and you know everyone was pushing each other. Shane looked almost I wouldn't say untouchable if he hadn't have made that mistake, but I reckon he would have won both the races. Uh, Shane was probably the more dominant driver of the weekend. Yeah, he just seemed to be able to find that tenth, well not even a tenth because they were very very close in the shootout and qualifying, but the hundredth of a second that counted. He seemed to be able to find it and when no one else could. It was pretty impressive by him. I think this is maybe could be a turning point for him. He's been struggling for that back you know, the the backing his uh his pace up and it's it's really good. Yeah, we come out and say that uh come out and said, sorry, that he's now actually feeling more comfortable in the um in the car. Yeah, that was one of the things at the session that we um uh, went to and very thank thank you very much to the, the Red, Red Bull, Bull drivers and uh the media crew and all that. Um, but yeah, what, some of the questions we were asking him and stuff like that, it seems like they've moved forward a bit with the car at their test day. And uh, Shane definitely seems to be happier. Maybe it's, they all said they moved forward, so they all it suited all of them. Um, yeah, on the Wednesday, Jamie was very hush on 
what he thought the progress they could make. Yeah, I think um, he was just a little bit guarded. He didn't want to, didn't want to guided, give too guarded. much away. He, yeah, he didn't want to give too much away. He didn't want to put, make any false impressions that, you know, we're going to dominate this weekend or whatnot. All of them were very quick. Lowndes and, uh, and Jamie and, uh, and Shane. Yep. The other triple eight car come away from the weekend not very well, but thoughts are out there with Lee and I hope he gets better soon. Uh, he's got a long road ahead of him and uh, just chin up, mate. Yeah, that was a big impact. That was scary to watch. It's just the angle of tack when he come into that wall. He Yeah, you can just see it by the damage on the car. It was a pretty heavy hit. Apparently that car's repairable. Yeah, yeah, I can believe that. I can believe that. A lot of the bars are cut. You can cut them out and reweld. It didn't. It didn't bend the chassis rails or anything like that. So it was a big, big hit. I'm still questioning how, how, how he got unloaded. Well, no, yeah, how he got unloaded. It didn't seem to be caught on camera, and I'm I'm not sure what happened there. There's I haven't seen any footage. That, um, Jason Bright unloaded him. Yeah. You can kind of see a little bit in the footage. If I can find any footage of it, I will link it in the show notes. But yeah, I, I don't think anyone's really at blame for that. It's, oh, it's look, one it, of the it's it's a V8s track that, would have penalised someone if there was someone at blame because it was a pretty big hit. Yeah, um, huge hit. Continue. But yeah, it's just something that does happen on this track. You just have everyone flying down into turn one, and you've trying to got twenty two cars going around one one corner, and well, it just doesn't always work. Yeah, and the, the ne- that next section. There was the, there's two big crashes in that. It sort of got lost in the moment. I actually think Lee got a little bit forgotten to begin with. Uh, they were too focused on, uh, on, on Fabian. Yeah, yeah, and Fabian and uh, Mostert, yeah. As well as, well, Moffat was slightly there, but he he escaped pretty yeah, he lightly. Got, yeah, he got away with it. Um, that was another crash that could have been avoided. That Everyone's just going for that track position. At the start of the race, everyone's got to do it. It's it's going to set the rest of your race up. If you get pinged behind another three cars or whatever, you're not going to be out. You know, you're going to have to fight for ages to get past those cars. So, mm-hmm. or do some tricky um, pit stop work or whatnot. Where if you can make those places at the start, so. But I still just think Mostert probably should have pulled out. He was he was sort of at the B pillar as he come into that section. He pushed it where like even. It was going to be hard enough for Fabian and Moffat. Like, fair enough. Mostert probably could not see that Moffat was on yeah, the other side. I don't think Moffat knew Mostert was on the other side, and I don't think Mostert knew Moffat was on the other side. I yeah. just think Fabian knew both those guys were on either side of him, yeah. and it was going to end badly. Well, it, like, Michael and I have both driven the track and lap sprint and, and, and on other days and stuff like that. That section, it's flat out. Like you, It's fast. You, you're pinged. You're just basically floating the car through there. You do have to use all the road. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, these boys have got a lot more grip than us and they're better drivers and they're more talented oh, arguably, in every way. Man. But <laughs> they, they still have to get it through there and it, it's not going to work. Three car wide, it was never, ever going to work. It was always going to end in tears and, it well, did. it finished a couple of races, so... But we'll um, jump to that a little bit later. Let's look towards qualifying on the Saturday. What are your thoughts, mate? There's a few that struggled that maybe they thought they'd get something uh, more out of qualifying. And actually, the whole weekend up here, there's some. Uh, there's one team that made some pretty big changes uh, to yeah, come. Yeah, we can stop beating around the bush with that. That's HRT. Look, Tanda did... He did really bad in qualifying one, down 25th. And James Courtney was a little bit further up there in 17th. But those guys, they need to make this work. I don't know what's going on there. It's it's amazing that David Reynolds seems to be able to out-qualify them now. 
Yeah, well, this is what two races in a row now. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it went in at the second race. There, he was uh, he outqualified them at two in a three-year-old car with a bunch of bits that they've taken off another car. Yeah, well, you found a lot of good information out from Betty on the on Saturday night when you went down there and had a good yeah, chat. Yeah, I did. With I had um, a chat with Betty down in the pits. Um, she was really um, happy with the progress that they're making on the car. She, oh, she actually surprised me a little bit when she referred to the car as the H63. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. What was she? What was she talking about there, mate? More of the fact that they've transferred a lot of the parts over that they've designed for the Mercedes onto the Commodore that they're racing with. Try to get out of her, like, So you're bringing back the Mercedes in 2018, or you know, she wouldn't let up on. She wouldn't say anything. You know, she wouldn't set it in She's concrete. Not She's not going to commit to anything, and especially, you know, just to talking to a random person in the pit. She's not going to be like, oh, yes, in 2018, we're definitely going to be racing Mercedes. <laughs> but, um, no, the stuff that she was we were talking about was it was really good. And, you know, Betty, thank you for talking to us. It was... Uh, it's something I've got to give Betty, um, if... Uh, <laughs> If any of her friends ever listen to this, give her a shout out for us because she's always made, ever since she first come to Darwin, we went and talked to her in the pits the first uh, first weekend she was here. I either made comment to that, talking to her, I'm like, I said to her, I'm like, there's no way you're going to remember this, but I actually come down and was speaking to you after your first year up here where Mara Engel got in the top 10. Yeah, and it's some. she just makes herself, she's so friendly and she makes herself available. She's... She's not one of those team bosses uh, that sort of puts herself above everyone and doesn't want to f- want the fans to talk to them. Just wants their drivers to be the fan people and doesn't want to be involved in anything. Just wants to work behind the scenes. Um, Roland Dane's one of those sort of team bosses. He mm-hmm. like I, I wouldn't wouldn't say he doesn't want fans to talk to him at all, but he's not there for fans. He's there to run a business. He he's very good at it, obviously, because they've won quite a few championships and not many years of that he's been running the business. But all in all, he does. He's not available like Betty is. Betty puts herself out there, and she's happy to talk to you. You watch her face when you come up and say, "Hey, Betty, you know, congratulations, on making another top 10. and she's like, "Oh, thank you." You know, it's it's amazing. It's a real good uh, attribute, and keep on, keep on, keep that chin keep up on, and keep, keep pushing on. forward. And uh, and we're looking forward to celebrating some wins with you in the future. Back to qualifying, there was actually um, someone that surprised me. Yeah, who was that? not the um, best results in 15th, Scotty McLaughlin. He struggled yeah. a bit. Yeah, I thought the Volvos would be quick here too, but it just didn't suit their car enough. And uh, they're looking forward to the, the tracks that are going to start suiting their car a little bit more. And it's, a, it's a bit of a shame. I was hoping for Scotty to do well. He did mm. a bit better last year up here, so... Yeah, it's just this didn't make it work, but the... I think this year is just so tight. He was a lot better on Sunday, but this year is so tight. Oh, it is. It's like, if you go down the whole field, I think it's separated what, by 1.1 1. 1 seconds or something. Yeah, so Scotty's in 15th, and he's 0.48 off pole. pole. <laughs> you don't <laughs> you get know, that It's not even half categories. a second. Yeah, it's not even half a second. He's 15th. Cars that um, did really well this weekend, Nissan's. Yeah, Wow. Backing it up, mate. They're just so good. They were just on the ball, like. Was there three? There's three in the top ten shootout on Sunday. Yes, that's that's crazy. I think that's got to be a first. I don't think they've ever had three in a top ten shootout. Maybe no, they, they normally had one in the top ten shootout. And like Max, Todd pulled a great lap on Sunday. Oh, um, absolutely. I was really impressed with Todd's effort. It's probably only last episode that me and Michael were probably going. I think Todd has become quite quite a good team manager. 
and maybe it's time to um, hang up the reins and really focus and push forward with the team. And Must have hurt us, and he's just he's up just the game gone, and just screw you guys. What do you know? What you're talking about? You bullshit artists. <laughs> here we go. I'm going to push forward here. Showed up Rick and every other Nissan driver as well. He mm. absolutely just pulled a lap out, two laps out, and uh, it did a really, really good job. But yeah, so rounding out qualifying, the top 10 on the sad day, you had Shane Van Gisbergen, followed by Michael Caruso, and just followed. Like, that's, they were so close. They're yeah, in- well, um, Michael Caruso, oh, sorry, start with Shane. Lap record. That mm-hmm. was the lap record he set in that, in that lap. 106. Um, Oh, yep. nine two two. Yep, absolutely smashing lap. And then here comes Michael Caruso. He was he was a lap record as well. Like um, he just couldn't quite pip Shane. So unfortunately for him, he did another awesome lap. He's eight hundredths off Shane's time. So there was absolutely nothing in it. And then you had Will Davison in third. Yeah, Will. He's obviously started to work with his engineer a lot better now and they started to find pace in that car. Understanding so. the car a lot more and he's just, yeah. I think he's just comfortable now. Yeah, it's starting to work really well for him. So good stuff, mate. Good good to see you back up the front. Yeah, Chaz Mostert and Mark Winterbottom, those, were they the, oh no, they weren't the only um, Fords. You had Scotty down in ninth as well, but no, nah, they, they were solid results for the sad day. They were. They were good results. Um Chaz pull, starting to pull out his great qualifying skills again. Yeah, he's starting to look like he's starting old. to he's starting to get back to his old stuff. Like, is okay, it really well, we bad shouldn't be celebrating that, saying that Chaz Moss is getting back to his old stuff. Where he's only yeah, he's, a couple he's a of years poor, in the category. Yeah, that poor bloke's like what twenty five or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, no, he's just and it wasn't the the most cracking lap in the world, but. It, he, you know, for fourth, he got the job done. But he still outqualified uh, all the other Fords, uh, everyone of his teammates, which is which is what you got to look for. And he did a great job, so good on him. Mark Winterbottom was uh, did a nice lap as well. It wasn't too far off uh, Chaz, and yeah, Jamie Wincup was not far off them either. It was a, quite a tight top ten, really. Yeah, it really was. And then you had Craig Lowndes behind Jamie Wincup. Tim Slade continuing on the good form that he had. From yeah, Winton. Yeah, I, I was hoping to see them slightly higher up the field, but they obviously couldn't get the setup quite right. Then, yeah, we had Scotty Pye down um, ninth, and then Rick Kelly, um, who I thought he would be the top Nissan driver because he was just showing the form during practice. Yeah. He had the yeah. pace um, in 10th, but still only 0.35 of a second off. Like, yep, yep. The the qualifying times these guys are doing, the, there's nothing in it separating the whole field. Well, the race on Saturday, JD, that was... It was good. It was very good. Like, Crusoe you put $20 just, on the Nissan to win. I did. Oh, Thank you, it, Crown Bet. You? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Crown was... Bet were handing out um, $20 bonus bet cards throughout the weekend, and you could place bets on them. Yeah, no, I did, I did all right. You did do well, mate. You did very well. It's a pretty impressive... Uh, pretty impressive weekend i think you come away with about nearly 500 dollars worth of free <laughs> bet <laughs> dollars. free bets so, and now i got 500 bucks so i'm pretty happy with that yeah, not bad not bad gamble responsibly everyone um but within the race you've caruso just a perfect race yeah he drove a you good can't race. take anything away from him this is a genuine nissan win it was a genuine nissan win um i think shane had the pace to beat him in the in race pace but he just, I don't know what he was doing. I i thought Caruso did balk him, and I've watched it a few times now, and I can't pick it. 
Shane got a better launch, but he needed to pull out of the throttle. It's just, it's something he had to do. Like, he, I know it would have screwed him up down the straight, but he just needs to do it. He knows what he had to do, but he didn't do well, it. Well, he and came out and has admitted that that was his fault. He yeah. owned up to it. He made and a big apology about it and whatnot. Like, didn't mean to let the team down and whatnot. Yeah, it is something. That would have definitely let the team down. Well, they're in a position to win that race. Yeah, yeah. But good on Nissan. You can't take it away from him. He did nothing wrong. And he, he comes smashing home with a with a solid win and good on him. And Jamie Wincup's continuing his good form on the sad day. Oh, he is, isn't he? He's uh, He knows how to... This is how you win championships. You just keep on plugging away up the top there in the top of the, the leaderboard and uh, keep putting points away while... Uh, your, your, your rivals are sort of down like Mark Winterbottom who was the championship leader coming into this event mm. well and then you had Chaz Moster did pretty good in um to come home third on the sad day yeah so Chaz did a good job up in third there it's really good to see him bouncing back um I actually didn't bank on him to finish that far up the podium but he did a really good job and he can't take it away from him Will come from home in fourth another solid effort from them that team's starting to really click Mm. Um, he's working really well there. They've got some good race pace and they qualified well as well. And then you've got the two DJR Team Penske guys who, like, sad day, they did really well. Both of them, what, Scott Pye up four positions and Fabian up five. They would be happy with that result. Like, they were just, they had just good pace. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'd say they'd done a great job. Well, that's a solid effort to come that way, that far up the field. Put a shout out there to Jamie Wincup too. He come forward four places as he well. He did. That was really good. A Some big... of those people did benefit from a certain lad named Craig Lowndes who got spun around uh, turn, turn five. five. Yeah, he got spun around turn five and uh, that pretty much put him on a damage limitation track after that. But for some, like Craig, at the end of like lap, I can't remember what lap it was, the start of the race. Yeah, the start of the race. Craig was nearly. last. He, he got was spun. He was yeah. last. He drove up, he finished 11th. So Craig did a great job. Once they pitted him, got him in clean air and all that, he managed to push forward quite a few places and uh, come home a really solid 11th. I was really impressed with that. From coming from the back after his spin to 11th, it's really, really good effort. Oh, and he was actually really positive after the race as well. Like For someone that's like got spun around, worked their way up, he was like... I think he, he had qualified. a ball, away. Eh? I honestly think he had a ball. He was just like, oh, well, gave me some passing and... Uh, some tactical practice. Uh, I didn't want to have to do it the hard way, but I got back up nearly into the top 10, which is really impressive. A really disappointing one was also Shane. Shane, he has suffered from that drive-through. That drive-through killed his race. Because that uh, was He lost 15 point. places yeah, he, he just, he and finished recover. in 16th. So it, that was a bad one. So in uh, qualifying, Michael... Craig Lowndes coming away with the fastest lap out of qualifying before the shootout. Lap record, again. Two days yeah, in a row, the Triple Eight teams managed to break the lap record. And yeah, it wasn't by a lot. <laughs> no, it wasn't by a lot. They're getting that quick around this track now. I don't know how much quicker they're really going to get. Uh, they've got to break a 105. You reckon? Uh, they've got to. They're, they're like two hundredths, two and a half hundredths off. Yeah. They will. They will crack it eventually. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, pretty amazing lap. There was some. Rick Kelly was looking really strong. Chaz again in you know top three. Wow, that's really good. Uh, Slade was up there this uh, on Sunday. He was. They they must have found something overnight in the car and fixed that up. 
And uh, it's another really close top 10. There's three tenths in it and you were 10th. Todd Kelly there. Scotty bounced back from the qualifying 15th. Yeah, on did. the sad day, they had a lot more six. pace. They had a lot more pace on the Sunday. It was a really good qualifying session. People that were probably a little bit disappointed were probably probably Will Davison, Scotty Pye. Yep, uh, Fabian Coulthard. He was a fair way off Pye too, so he probably won't be happy with that. Now, have you noticed that Courtney seems to be pretty consistently outdoing Tander lately? I have noticed that. Yeah, it's it's been something really I am interesting. To I think out of those two pairings. James Courtney, I think, is the stronger driver now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always thought Tander was slightly stronger. He's he's a very smart guy. He can pretty much engineer his own car. They've just got to get some car pace back in that team, but it's it's beginning getting beyond a joke. Um, what that what were they saying on the weekend? V8s. If you compare it to Formula One, when Ferrari's winning, Formula One's strong. HRT's winning, V8 supercars is strong. So. Um, oh, they definitely, they're a major draw card to people into it. Like, you get the diehard Holden fans that bleed red. Everyone bleeds red. But, <laughs> you know, they, if it's not a Holden, don't even talk to them about it. And it's really hard. Like, I was um talking to my old man at the track, and he goes, when we used to come down here when you were a kid, everything was HRT. It Everyone was. was wearing red shirts. They had the biggest tent set up, the merchandise. I, I remember um, the first year uh, V8s come to town. I waited nearly an hour to get Craig Lowndes' signature. But it's just, it was crazy. Like, the, well, now it, the people from South here that listen to the show are going to be very jealous. <laughs> you can pretty much get all their signatures in Darwin fairly quickly. It's a, If anyone's actually looking for a round to come to, it's a very good round. It's only 90 bucks a ticket, which is, gets you three days. And into the pits as well. And it gets you in the pits. And also, you can walk 75% of our track and you can just view it straight with your normal ticket. It's, it's, it's amazing. There's some pretty good viewing spots. Every year where we sit, we get different interstate people sitting next to us and they all love it. So if you're looking for a round to do... we the only local groups on the hill. We, we are. Um, if you're looking for a place to come, come to Darwin. Enjoy it. Come sit at Shenanigans Hill and join us. Yeah. It's good fun. Back to the qualifying, though. We keep getting off topic here. So, anyway, we'll get to the top 10 qualifiers on Saturday that qualified for the shootout. Craig Lowndes, Rick Kelly, Chaz Mostert, Tim Slade, Michael Caruso, Scott McLaughlin, Shane Van Gisbergen, Mark Winterbottom, Jamie Wincup, and Todd Kelly. I think the big thing to take away from that is the three Nissans. Oh, massive achievement. Good stuff from Nissan. Absolutely. The Kelly boys have really pulled something out of the hat there. Um, and I think I honestly think, watch this space. I think this is going to become more consistent. Going into the shootout, we're on a bit of a high with Lounsey qualifying first at the oh, moment. I have my finger. It's no secret. I won't lie to anyone here. He's been my favorite driver ever since I've started watching V8 supercars pretty much. So it was a great thing for my birthday weekend, his birthday weekend. It was a great thing for him to be up there uh, fastest going into the shootout. I don't think it paid him any dividends, but I think the track was slightly cooler at the start of the shootout, which sort of helped uh, the people that were going out that qualified uh, a little bit slower. But you can't take anything away from any of them. They They all punched in some amazing laps. Uh, the few people got a, 
you know, just they were suffering from the lack of grip. They didn't have enough time mm. to get some uh, tire temp and whatnot. Well, coming home in tenth in the shootout was Jamie Wincup, but he he stuffed it. He stuffed he, that lap. He binned it. He had a massive lose coming through the last sector, and it, it he lost. We slid lost in a onto the straight, like yeah. They reckon he lost a second on the one corner, pretty much. Michael Caruso, who was going for the Sky City... It's not the Sky City Triple Crown anymore, is it? No, the it is Crown not. The Crown Bet Darwin... Triple Crown. Triple Crown. Yeah. Um, is the Triple Crown something that... It's never been won. Nev- no one's ever won it. 19 years, never been won. And I doubt anyone outside of... That goes to Hidden Valley knows of it. Because... Never hear oh, yeah, it on TV. I w- uh, yeah, I wonder. Um, maybe write into us. Let I don't us know, know if they win anything. Um, there's a trophy. Uh, but I don't know if there's a cash cash reward or whatnot i think it should be if it hasn't gone off in nearly 20 years i reckon it should be a couple hundred thousand for the driver <laughs> that gets it so if you don't know the the triple crown is you win saturday race that you get the top 10 shootout like you come first in the top 10 shootout and then you win the sunday race which is Very something impressive. i don't think they do at other tracks i don't think there is anything since v8's dropped their round win and everything um a few years ago i don't think there's many tracks that run something like this it, I think it was a very Darwin thing. And it's, Todd Kelly, what an amazing job he did. We were sort of, he was the first to go out, qualified 10th. And we went, ooh, I don't know if that's going to be good enough. Yeah, and, then and that lap next person held. come out. And then next person come out. And then next person come out. I'm going, ooh, Todd's still up there. Like, ooh, what do we got going on here? This is going to be amazing. Um, full credit to Todd. That was a great lap. But the rest of, yeah, the rest of it was just, Guys just were up and down a little bit. Some of them were up in some sections. Most of them, once Shane came out, were down the whole time. Yeah, well, you just got to look at the top four. Shows you how close the qualifying is getting now. That's not even a tenth of a second. Yep. Nine hundredths and you're fourth. So all those boys could have been... Uh, the top four, all of them could have been on pole, but Shane managed to just get that... That little tiny bit extra little needed. Bit. Yep. The Sunday race, JD. Yes, mate. How'd you find it? Uh, well, what about that safety car at the start there? How Talk about hectic pit lane. Oh, it's We've got a pretty wide pit lane up here. Yeah, well, it wasn't wide enough. Just ask, uh, Just ask Shane. Shane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did he push that car out of the way? And it, that was Davison, all fine? It's behind the rear wheel? You can do that. Yeah, Will Davison got a little bit of uh, Morse code on the rear bumper. Please move forward (laughs) that would have been a good time to have a corporate ticket above the pits whoa it was hectic there's a few things that actually i think i think got missed as well um uh someone drove over a wheel didn't know that didn't pick that up yeah neither i don't think the tv crews picked that up either my wife actually picked that up and sent it through to me as a text as i was watching the race from down the track because we've got a a uh, a three month old baby, so she went home on the Sunday um, to get out of the heat. But yeah, she sent through. Did you see that person drive over that wheel? <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, um, it was like they had the whole field going through that pit. Like everyone double was double didn't stacking. Care. It's just get it in. What about Timmy Slade coming home second? That was a great result. Like they managed to jump lounge in the second pit stop. Yeah, come well, through. We didn't know when we were watching the race live down the track. It looked like Lowndes had second in the bag, mm. and then they went through and did their interview with um, 
Brad Jones. And he's like, oh, I don't know what their pace is, how much fuel they had at that stop, but we think we're going to drop somewhere in here. And then bang, he come out and then right in the middle of them. <laughs> yeah, no, it <laughs> was, was impressive. Good result for Slady. Uh, it's what we were calling for after the last round as well. We were really Something thought they to follow would be, it up. Yeah, we we thought they were going to be quick here, and the Saturday race was a bit of a letdown for them, but the Sunday race they really nailed it. It was good, good work. Will Davison did really well too to jump up into fourth. Yep, yep, definitely. Um, probably my pick of the top ten, but surprising and everything. Oh, I got a couple out of there, but the biggest one would be James Courtney. That lap one incident helped him a lot. He it jumped did, a lot he in had the pits, but place. once he got up into the top ten, he he looked like he belonged there. He did, he did. Uh, he come up fifteen places from where he started to finish fifth. That's they, impressive. You, they have to be hard. happy with that. Yeah, that's hard to do. Um, so that was really, really impressive. And the other one was uh, James Moffat in tenth. He come up seven places, and he did a really good job. And God, you can't go past Davy Reynolds either. He did another good job as well in ninth. So there's some there's some really impressive stuff there. Someone that is probably going home and just forgetting about the weekend. Frosty. Frosty yeah, well, melted in Darwin. It did. It helped. It hurt his championship. Where did he end up? 20. 20 down he, 17 places. So that helped a lot of those people that were trying to gain some places. Well... He's one of those, the bottlers that does drive-throughs. Yeah, drives drives through and then again. Yeah, does a couple of drive-throughs. Um, no, well, that incident, what's your take on the Mark Winterbottom, Todd Kelly? Yeah, there wasn't much in it. He, he was moving around all over the place, coming down the straight. Honestly, it was a silly mistake. He, he's lucky it didn't cost them both their races. Oh, it was high speed. Like it was high speed. The risk is sounding like skates. That is fast. Yeah, car control, car control. Oh, car control moment of this round was Todd oh, Kelly. Wow. Yeah, he did a great job. To, I don't know how he did that. He almost kept it on the track. I can't yeah. believe that. He was in there all locked up. He like full all lock. crossed up. Yeah. still plucking gears to get it turned around that corner. He's still got a bit of magic left in him. That old Todd Kelly. Good on him, mate. I think it was a silly mistake. Maybe he was hot and just bothered. They were coming into the braking area and he was still darting all over the back of Todd trying to find which side he was going to go for. He obviously didn't want to go the, around the outside. You're never going to go around the outside. No, not in turn one. It's, it's a hard it's a hard corner. Unless you're right, right around the outside, then you might be able to. But if you're at the B pillar, you're not going around the outside. Yeah, it's just misjudgment. And the pro drive guys just didn't have a good round on Saturday or Sunday sorry no Ford in general had a absolute shocker we'll quickly go back to the the crown bet I was so close to putting 20 bucks on Chris Pitha being the um top finishing Ford yeah that, that would have paid. paid it would have paid a lot instead we put him that he might make him the top six which um pigs can fly sometimes but uh he didn't make it he got 11th which was a bit of a shame. He's still come up 13 places, which is an impressive effort. It is a good move. But when we start looking for all the other Fords, where are they? I can't see them. 20th is the first Ford apart from Chris Pitha. Yeah. 20th, 22nd, 23rd, and then two DNFs. That's, it's a shocker. Absolute. DJR. DJR. DJR Team Penske. Yeah. They, after their strong performance on the Saturday, to have both cars out within a few laps of each other. 
Yeah, it was a it was a bad race Sunday for them. It was really bad, and we can't go past poor old Lee as well. I, I, he he looked like he got shafted. I haven't seen the footage well enough, but he looked like he got shafted, and then it's just unfortunate. A lot of people were asking why there's not a tire wall there. Look, we've had tire walls there in the past. The the concrete wall is new. I think this is two years or a year old. Yeah, the tire wall is honestly more dangerous than uh, than the concrete wall. Well, the tire wall will grip and throw them back out. Yeah. Well, if if you look pa- back through past races in Darwin, when you hit that tire wall, it launches you straight back into the middle of the track, and you end up getting cleaned up by several other cars in a damaged in a damaged crash cell. Our thoughts are with Lee. Like I hope he gets better soon. And we that. got released from hospital yesterday. Uh, yeah, well, well, he got, he got cleared down. to fly down to um uh, his Melbourne. hospital that's in his uh, near his uh, home. Yeah, it was just a shocking, shocking crash. It, he just come into the wall at the wrong angle, and it just yeah, it was, it was not nice to watch. It really wasn't nice to watch. Um, There's <laughs> one thing, JD, that I would like to have a quick discussion about. Yeah, what's that, mate? The Mercedes E cell. Or the Erebus uh, yes. Um Well, I have questions of how Lee's pelvis was broken, to be honest. I would have thought his race seat should have secured him enough. I'm not sure how that can happen unless something broke in the car or uh, I don't know. I, I've never seen it. I haven't seen any footage of intern inside the car or when the car crashed or whatnot. We've only seen what they played on TV, which is it doesn't show you much. Um, honestly, I think it's silly that we're not already starting to move as a the whole field across to these e-cells if it can save drivers injuries why are we not doing it yeah this is something i actually spoke to betty about on the sad day i said to her I'm like, you guys have implemented this e-cell are we are you guys pushing for it to be introduced she says she's put that idea for proposal forward that's as far as it's gone like there's still a lot of people saying oh we don't need it this is now two big incidences within 12 months where drivers had leg injuries from yeah, well, crashes. Poor Chaz is still making a recovery, I think, really. Mm. Uh, like physically, I'm sure he's, he's, you know, he's 95% now. But mentally, the injury and everything he had to go through and the recovery he's had to come along, it, it, there's, you, I don't think you can fully recover from that. It changes you as a person. That, um, well, Chaz had a huge hit. Yeah, he had a few shit, and it's probably not really in comparison to to Lee's hit. But I just think if that can save someone's life one day, or not even life, just their mobility, their legs and stuff like that. What well, we have to do? We have to wait for someone to actually Lose completely legs shatter shatter their legs or something before we decide. Well, we need maybe to do something that about was a this. good idea. Yeah, I um, think we should just test the e cells. I'm. Like, because they built around the legs. They're designed to protect the legs. This is something that Erebus had to implement for them to go racing with the Mercedes at the start. Yep. This is a Mercedes thing that they do in all their race cars. If we can move it across, it already fits in the Commodore. It'll fit across all of them. Yep. Why don't we put them in the cars? So, Michael. Yes. It's one of the things I look forward to uh, from a Craig Lowndes or a Shane... Van Gisbergen uh, victory lap. Oh, uh, you you cracked on here. What do you think of his turn six uh, skid? For a drifter, he should know better. <laughs> he should. He nearly got bogged on a train that we have at our track. As, um, I said it to you 
on the last lap when after Shane passed us just driving onto the straight, I was like, oh, at least we're going to get a good skid. Yeah. Um, oh, good on him. He gives it everything, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. he. It's easy to do there. It is. Um, I must so, say I've done it. So it lucky to, to not get stuck. That's a big drain. i got to give it to him. He's committed. He knew he was going around. And did he hop out of the throttle? Nope. Nope, nope, we're committed. We're going for this everything. All or nothing. Everything. Flat out. Yeah, I think by the time he got past us um, on the track, he sort of eased off a little bit. Yeah, I think he was in a bit of shock. I think he felt that he maybe was about to get stuck. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, yeah. That was a good skid. It was a good skid. And now, what what do you want to talk to about, mate? Um, V8 Supercars and the Northern Territory Government made an announcement. Yeah, pretty big track. one. Yeah. yeah, very big. First off, they've signed until they've agreed until twenty thirty. Yeah, well, now we have the second longest uh, uh, contract with V eight Supercars to mm. keep them coming back to the territory. I, I'm all pumped for that because I'll be at every one of those events. I've been at every one so Everyone's far. Every one so be... far, and I'll stay there till twenty thirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, the next big one, night racing. They're yeah. going to light the track. That's amazing, isn't it? That's this is something they've been talking about for years. Yeah, for I reckon five years. I rem, at least five years. I reckon. I thought it was ah, it's a pipe dream. And to be honest, I'm still a little. I want to see them do it first. Yeah, um, it is an election promise, and we all know how they work. You've yes. got to win an election. <laughs> but if it does go ahead, I think it will be awesome. Oh, I'm, I'm looking, looking forward, forward to, to it. it. Yeah. I am absolutely like I've been to Singapore Grand Prix and it's an amazing event under lights. I don't think we're going to have that caliber of lighting. That is, they've got pretty much the world standard of it's daylight there. But yeah. um, I, I am, I am absolutely looking forward to it, and I think it's going to bring more uh, Southerners and uh, overseas even people to Darwin uh, to watch this event because it's going to be. Uh, not a Bathurst or Eclipsal, but it's definitely going to be a, a big event of the year. Yeah, it is. It's it's marketable. Oh, very. And which know, is something weather, that we need. The weather, the time of year they hold V8s up here is normally pretty smack bang on our best weather of the year. It's, it's going to be funny great. though because all the locals will be cold. Might get to seventeen. 16, 17 at night, yeah. Yeah, if they hold it in June, that's very true. We could actually buy the jumpers that they bring up here. It's always funny. They they sell the jacket. I know because it's winter down there. So, you know, you they bring up the generic, big, yeah, the generic gen- gear. Like, they're not going to make, you know, lightweight singlets and stuff like that. They bring up these big jumpers and they, they never sell. No one buys the big jackets. They might, Nick. They might in 2018 when it cracks under 20. I'm interested to hear you... Um, your thoughts. So, if you think, like, let us know what you think night racing is going to be. Would, yeah. would this make you come to Darwin to yeah. watch the race under yeah. lights? Yeah. Is this something that you think is going to be a good draw card or not? Uh, just uh, send it through to our Facebook or our um, our email. What's our email, Michael? Uh, breakinglate at gmail.com. So, JD, the V8s weren't the only motorsports going on this weekend. Oh, it was too it busy was, this weekend. It honestly. was a big weekend. We stretched ourselves thin and we tried to watch as much as the Formula One as we could, but by the time we were finished at the track every night, it, it was quite late. It was late. I'll be honest, I fell asleep on the couch on Saturday night trying to watch qualifying. The Baku track finally had a chance to um see it. What's your thoughts 
on the track. Now you saw the cars go around it. I like it, but I don't like it. It's it's sh- hard for me. I think they need a decent size chicane down that straight. Just before the pits on the straight, like I don't, you know, they they've sort of got that little wiggle in it, mm. sort of. Uh, what is it, nineteen or twenty? Nineteen twenty. Yeah, yeah, eighteen, nineteen, or seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. They need something more decent in there. It's something just too like they long. do it, say, um, Surface Paradise at the Gold Coast. Where yeah, but I don't think Surface Paradise needs it as much as there. It is out of control. We're so looking at the, one of the, you know, they're some of breaking the best. records. Like, was it the Williams got two hundred, uh, three hundred and seventy-eight k's or something? Something stupid. Yeah, well, those slippery cars there, like Williams, they're very. Efficient, I think the word is that they use. Efficient with their downforce, so that they're very quick in a straight line. Efficient also means you don't make much downforce, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, which hurts them at places like Monaco. It's just out of control. I think it's just too long. Honestly, what's it like two two k long straight? Two k straight. That's too, too long. long. Too long. K and a half max. Chuck some chicanes in there. Qualifying the Formula One. Yeah, where do you start with qualifying, mate? It was crazy. I have to take your word for it. Lewis Hamilton, just he wasn't there. I did see him hit the wall. Well, it's, in... not just the, it's not just the wall. He was locking brakes up left, right and centre. He just struggled like you wouldn't believe. I, I thought, what's going on here? You've been fastest in practice. Why are we panicking here? Just bang out a good lap and get it done. Uh, Baku is one of those tracks. It's a bit like Monaco where you, when other people spear off a, a escape zone, it makes yellow and then... People are doing that all around the track, so it's very hard to nail a good lap because you're going to miss all these yellow zones. And he, I think he got caught up a couple of times by that, but he was just shaking. It was just unbelievable. I could not believe it. And then he capped it off in Q3 with clapping the wall. Nico did a great yeah, job. He, he did, Nico. Um, Class of the field, really. He, he was, didn't look stressed at all in qualifying. It was his is, weekend. It was. And he's happy. Yeah, I did hear the radio message after he won the race, and he. Stoked. I think it took the. I think it's taken Monaco and Canada, because he didn't. He seems happy at, when he wins, but proper happy now. He was very, very happy about this win. It's. I think it's one of those tracks. It's a real tester on the drivers. Sergio Perez got a really good lap time in Q three. He did. He, was he up did. There. He had a great weekend in general, but. Yeah, he did. Second podium in what three races? Mm. He's doing really well. He's trying to. He's jumping up and down in front of Ferrari, going, "Pick me, pick me." Um, he's done a really good job, and it's been impressive. I've, I've I've really enjoyed watching him go from strength to strength lately. He looks confident now. Daniel Ricciardo did a pretty good lap, coming third. He um definitely beat Max. I don't know if Max had any issues in Q three. Uh, no, I don't think there was too many issues for Max. Daniel just pulled out another one of those laps. So, yeah, we'll just quickly round out the top 10. You had um, Nico Rosberg, Sergio Perez, Daniel Ricciardo, Sebastian Vettel, Kimi Raikkonen, Felipe Massa, Danny Kvyat, uh, Valtteri Bottas, Max Verstappen, and Lewis Hamilton rounding out the 10. Going on to the race, Nico didn't set a foot wrong, did he? No, he seemed to just drive away from it. Uh, drive away with it. Sorry. Yeah, he just got away cleanly. He he did what he needed to do, which was clear Daniel Ricciardo at the start. Not that I think it would have taken him many laps to get down past him on that long straight. Yeah. Even without DRS, I think Daniel was a sitting duck. But yeah, so he did what he needed to do, and then he just controlled the race. He could sit back. He had the same problem that Hamilton had in the race. 
where the engine mode was set incorrectly. So, so we probably should touch quite quickly on this that Mercedes uh, they have quite a few engine configure modes that they can they can cycle through on their steering wheel. Mm-hmm. Mercedes had set one of those modes incorrectly, and when the boys went through and switched that mode on. I don't know the ins and outs of it, but it wasn't doing exactly what it was supposed to be doing. It was pulling Was this power. on both cars? Or both cars. Yep. So both cars had that incorrect setting. Now, Rosberg started his car in the correct start setting, and that helped him get away. And then when he switched on to the, the other setting, which must be their race mode, mm-hmm. he felt the power and everything sort of drop off. So he went back to a different setting, and he fixed that up quite quickly. Yep. Uh, and it didn't really disturb his race too much. Whereas Hamilton was in that broken so, mode. Exactly. So Hamilton started the race in the wrong mode, mm-hmm. and then once he'd started it, he noticed that he was down on power and there's something wrong with the car, and it was all over from there. He could not work out what was going on with his car. It was nothing that he had done wrong, but he couldn't work out how to fix the problem. And now the team were not allowed to tell him how to fix the problem and it's become quite a well-touched uh, news topic, story yeah. yeah, topic uh, this week and Kimmy had the same issues yeah and I, frankly I, I think it's we've talked about this earlier today actually we talked about it I think it's getting a little bit too much wind behind it disagree with the, the radio cut to so they shouldn't be allowed they should be allowed to find out these things from their crews Mm-hmm. But I disagree with how how it's all of a sudden become an issue because ha- it happened to Hamilton. It's been happening for races to it, yeah. This Sabers is not the first time it's happened. These rules have been in place for a all while. All sorts of other teams, but all of a sudden now it's happened to Hamilton. Happens to it's the a, world champion, and then and everyone's jumping up and change. down about it. I mean, like I've said, I'm not I'm not a fan of the new rules. I think to tell the driver how to get into the right mode, or even like Kimi was asking, is this the same incident as we had last time? He's like, yes or no? And the team's like, oh, I'm sorry, Kimmy, I can't answer that. And he's like, surely you can say yes or no. Yeah, it's a, it's this got is, beyond this a is, joke. This I is think... not, the drivers aren't asking for information like, where can I conserve power to make it up so I can overtake at this point here? The teams yeah, aren't going, saying... you need to conserve so you get turn eight, you can boost past them or something. It's... Yeah, they're not saying to Kimmy, oh, in turn 16, Vettel's braking three meters later than you, please move your braking marker. No, they're not saying stuff like that. That stuff I definitely agree with. Leave that stuff up to the the, the, the driver. Even sort of, oh, you're spinning up the rear tires too much. Leave that stuff to the drivers. That's their job. These- Knowing the ins and outs of the computer, that how the computer works on the car, it's getting the the technology's so advanced. It's getting beyond a joke. Like they they're asking so much from these drivers just to remember on their sheer memory here. It will take time for them to do that. They've had a year and a half, I think, now of these regulations. And they're still... The car's changed, obviously, but mm-hmm. they still need... I don't. I think they the prompting should be fine there. I think it should be fine. I, should, I think it should be like their safety ones, you know, that they're allowed to do for brake yeah, yeah. overheating and stuff like that. I think they should be allowed to do it. That's This is actually something I'd like everyone's input on as well. If you're out there and you're listening and you, you want to send us some feedback on that, What's your view on it? Do you think this is a good thing? Leave it all up to the drivers, or do you think we should maybe be looking at a rule change here? And uh, 
bring back a little bit of the old rules. So it was a tough race from the, the Australian Daniel Ricciardo's point of view. Went from third all the way back to seventh. Or oh, he actually started extra... second. He mm. started second because Sergio had the gearbox penalty. Uh, so he started second and he ended up all the way back in seventh. They did that extra stop. They couldn't make their tyres work from what I believe. Yeah, well, after watching the interview with him, he said he was struggling big time on his tyres after lap three. That's how quickly he burnt up what, those 51 vias. 51 laps? And he was struggling after three laps on his quality tyres. Kimi Raikkonen still managed to bring it home fourth, even with his five-second penalty. Yep. For, uh, I don't know if you caught it, Michael, but he, he was slipstreaming Daniel, I think it was, at the time, and Daniel was pulling into the pits, and... He, uh, he managed to just clip the white line oh. that leads into the pits and pull back out onto the straight sort of thing, and they gave him a five-second penalty. It was That's... nothing, and even the Sky F1 boys were like, come on, <laughs> that is a harsh That's penalty. That's harsh. Sergio passed him on the last lap of the race to get third. Uh, Sergio was going to get third regardless because he was getting the five-second penalty. I think... It ended up making Kimmy basically rolled over to him. There was no defense, nothing coming down the main straight. He just sort of let him get on the cruise up, Yeah, cruise up the inside. Well, he let him get there by merit instead of a penalty, giving it to Sergio. So another thing to take away from this race was the Williams pit stop. Wowee! You could miss that if you like that. Yeah, one point nine two seconds. It is that is amazing. Yeah. Well done, guys. They even made a wing adjustment. But all the boys. All the guys looked really happy, like the crew dudes oh, they were slapping the yeah. wheel, like they knew they did well. They did an excellent job. So I'll, I'll link the video in the show notes so you guys it can is, check it's it out. It's great. It's it's absolutely great. So another race that happened over the weekend, just a little one. Have you have you heard of it? Yeah. Um, no, I missed it when it's over in a flash. Yeah, I think what's it called? The, the Le Mans Twenty Four Hours. Yeah, yeah. We didn't actually get to catch any of that. No, As you can I, imagine, I we had saw a the busy safety weekend. car doing that big slide in the wet on the Friday. Oh yeah, in practice that was pretty crazy. It was huge. Mark Webber, uh, Mark, Mark Webber thought uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can see it. That's another one. I'll put the video on the show notes for it. But yeah, right at the end, Webber's like, yeah, all crossed up, like yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it that was wet. Uh, Porsche um, come away with a, another win and an unexpected win. Two minutes from the end, I you just got to put your heart yeah. out there for Toyota. That must hurt. Yeah, and Elon Weber come out and said that, like, we're all feeling for Toyota. Like, that was a win in the bag. I think they were, I don't yeah, know how far, they were, like, a lap ahead yeah. or something. They were uh, definitely yeah. going to win it. Um, no, it wasn't a couple laps. I think it was a better lap, yeah. Yeah. It's just unfortunately geez. it just had to it came to an end. Twenty three hours and fifty eight minutes, and then you're it all unravels. Hey, they're still on the podium. Yeah, they still did a great job. They got second, uh, which is still a solid effort. But Toyota just just let that one slip. It they did, and it's unfortunate. Uh, yeah. Anyway, don't want to dwell on it. Just let, you know, chin up, boys, and uh, give it a you good go next, next year. year. You got the Spa Twenty Four Hour coming up a bit later in the year too. So we've got the um, Austrian Grand Prix coming up this weekend. Yeah, the Red Bull Ring. Um, I don't know to be honest. Uh, Mercedes obviously pretty strong. Um, Red Bull have got a little bit more straight line pace this year, so maybe they can go a bit better at their home race. Yep. So uh, I'm thinking Mercedes one two and uh, a Daniel Ricciardo maybe a third. But Ferrari seem to have found some pace, and they're looking after their tyres again. So yeah, I think Sebastian Vettel's like 
He's being very consistent now. He's really bringing it to them with their upgrades that they've done to well, it. Well, they've found how to keep these tyres. You know how we were talking about a few uh, race meetings ago about the keeping tyre pressures down and stuff like that? Yep. I think Ferrari are onto it now. So Stolen one of Mercedes rims and duplicated yeah, it. Yeah, uh, it's not just the rims. It's those brake drums that yeah. deflect heat and stuff like that. So, competition time. Yay! Yay! Uh, we've got some stuff, uh, some merchandise to give away from the Hidden Valley round. Um, we just want to uh, get a bit more involvement on our Facebook page. So, uh, we're going to post up a photo of a poster that uh, we got signed. Well, yep. Michael did quite a good effort, actually. Almost got all the drivers. Yeah, we won't I say who we did. Uh, I'm not saying... We will not say who we did not get to sign this because a part of the competition is... Guessing who signed the poster. Yeah, so you've got to go through. We want to see how many people you can guess that are on the poster and the, the highest number... Uh, we'll win. We'll win, and if there's a few of the that get equal, we'll uh, we'll raffle one of those off, and you'll you'll get yourself a, a Hidden Valley hat. There's a couple of tricky ones on there. I'm not going to say who, but oh, don't worry. I was looking at them before, and I I I don't want to say how little I can get because it was a little bit embarrassing. But yeah, get involved, people. Give it a good hard crack. We really want look forward to hear from you, and uh, and seeing what it's like, and seeing whether how many you can pick. Now, another competition we're running. We are running another the competition. We want you to like and share and also tag a mate in our uh, our podcast share that I'll, I'll share once this is edited. So is that like the page or like the post? Like the page. Yep. Share the the post of the podcast. Mm-hmm. And Publicly. Comment. Yeah, publicly, and comment in in the, the comments a mate that you think will like our podcast. And we'll go through and we'll select someone at random. Yeah. We'll, um, we'll allocate a number to everyone, go through a random, nan- a random number generator on the internet, go boom, what's our number? There we go. And we're willing to post this anywhere in the world. Yep. If you're in Monaco, if you're in England and you want a bit of Australian motorsport uh, memorabilia. memorabilia. It's it's a bit of history. This 2016 shirt's got our track map on it. It's uh, it's quite a good looking shirt. So um, get involved, and uh, yeah, we're happy to send this anywhere in the world. We don't care where you are. We will send it to you. Yeah, uh, and we also got a hat to go away with that as well. So that'll so be first prize shirt. Yep, second runner prize. up hat. You win a hat. If you can name or whoever can name the most drivers or on people the, that have signed the poster. the poster. All right. And uh and once again, as always, send us any feedback you've got, uh, through to Facebook or through to our Gmail account, which is breaking late at gmail dot com. Yep. We we're always looking forward to hearing from you and anything you want us to add in the up and coming shows. So that's it. I think we're done. I think we are, mate. Uh Cheerio to everyone out there. Cheerio to everyone. All right. Thank you. Bye. Catch ya.